Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the Key Row Film Society, and this is a first recording that I've done in probably almost two months now. And today is going to be kind of an all-over-the-place episode. Um, there's no movie that really stands out as the focus movie of the podcast. Um, I started out with the Spider-Man theme intro from the movie Spider-Man Homecoming, which was pretty good. And, but, and that's partially because it will be part of the subjects of the day, but not the only subject. So we're going to be covering basically movie news in general. And pretty much I'll straight up say that most of this news is going to revolve around superhero films. So um, so the first news we're going to look at is there is news going around. Okay, so this year we've had already up to this point, we've had uh, four comic book movies get released. And we have a fifth one coming out in November. So the five movies, the four movies have come out was uh, the movie Logan. Um, then you had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Then you had Wonder Woman. Then you had Spider Man Homecoming. And then in November you're going to have Thor Ragnarok. And so, and so this is going to be kind of the theme of the episode is the movies this thus far when it comes to superheroes. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to look at is there's a story going around about these movies, and that is the story that um, Warner Brothers, uh, the studio that is behind all the DC Comics movies, is starting to push around the idea that Wonder Woman should be nominated for an Oscar. Um, specifically, it sounds like they're looking at the best director. Um, but they are trying to peddle the movie as a an Oscar contender. All right, so and the reason, and there is a reason to this, and it's kind of becoming obvious by some of the headlines. In one of the headlines, I saw that they're talking about there's only been four women that have ever been nominated uh, for best director, and and I agree that's a, that is a problem. That's a concern. And so they're looking at Wonder Woman, which was a box office success, which did well with the critics. And they're thinking, ah, this movie is the movie that's going to end that drought. That's going to make that problem start to go away. And here's the deal. I, I, if you looked at my, la most, my last podcast, which was all the way back in June... Uh, I believe Wonder Woman is a good movie, all right? It really is. It's um, it's well-directed. It is well-directed. Um, I love the cinematography. I love the artwork of it. Um, one of the things that's very characteristic of the DC uh, cinematic universe, and I think this is a lot to the credit, um, not so much of the direct Wonder Woman director, but to Zack Snyder, is um, the art, the artistic angle of everything. And because uh, Zack Snyder is the guy that's kind of overseen the DC Cinematic Universe up to this point, uh, but it sounds like he's going to lose the rights to that because of the failure of Batman v Superman. And which I, I think is fair. But he definitely has this 
design, this artistic look. And I know it's coming from him because all you have to do is look at his movie 300. 300 is a very artistic film. Um, it and what I mean by artistic is that you watch the movie, it's like a moving work of art, okay? It's like a, somebody painted a canvas and they brought that canvas to life. That is the Zack Snyder trait. And it comes through in both Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. And it now has come through in Wonder Woman. I believe that it's definitely influencing the movie. But with that being said, the director, the primary director... Um, the director, Patty Jenkins, um, she had to execute that. And it's definitely her movie. It is not a Zack Snyder movie, although Zack Snyder has influence. And the reason I know it's not a Zack Snyder movie is because the movie has control of its plot, has control of its screenplay. Because that's one thing that um, Zack Snyder's kind of notorious for, is not controlling himself. Not, you know, he just kind of, he's so excited about the image and the visual that he doesn't get control of screenplay. And um, Wonder Woman definitely has that under control. And so it's, it's well, it is a good movie. Um, you know, I think that um, Gal Gadot puts, has a great performance. I think she's a very good Wonder Woman. Uh, I like the characters. But, so, the, but here's the thing is the put, and so I say that it's a good movie, but there's a lot really strong push. It's going. It's been coming up on social media. It's coming up on a lot of the entertainment sites that this should be a contender for best picture. And honestly, no. And I say this not because it's a bad movie, but because it is not that good of a movie. I don't think it's the best superhero movie this year much less the best movie overall. It's, I mean, you have to understand, there is, there's a, a good movie, entertaining movie, but there's Oscar movies. I mean, there is a huge difference between, say, a 12 Years a Slave and Force Awakens, right? Force Awakens is the biggest box office hit in the history of the United States, all right? But... It is not a best picture. And I liked Force Away because I know people complain about it because that's what they like to do. But it doesn't, just because it's a good movie, and same thing with Rogue One. Star Wars Rogue One, I love that movie. I thought that was a great movie. Again, not a best picture contender. All right? Just because it's entertaining, just because it happens to be actually a good movie, a fun one, well-written, good characters, does not inherently make it a best picture. There are a lot of movies that are made throughout the course of a year, all right? I mean, just to give you perspective of how many movies come out in a year, right now, 2017, as I record this, there have been 372 movies released this year. Last year, there's a total of 736. Now, I mean, I, now I say this realize that there's some really bad movies. In fact, this weekend, um, as we speak right now, a movie just came out. It's called The Emoji Movie. It's an animated film that right now is averaging 
Well, last I checked on Rotten Tomatoes, here I'll pull it up again, see if it's still up to date. There was a total of two positive reviews on the movie. That's right, you heard me right. Two! Only two movies. And the average review, as I slowly bring this up, come on. Sorry, my computer's acting weird. Um, Alright, so the average review out of 35 reviews is 2 out of 10. And I did some searching, and that puts it on historical historically bad level so i mean that move is included in i mean yeah it's i mean it's really bad it's like worse than birdemic it's as bad as baby geniuses too you know and it is a it is probably right now based on the reviews emoji is making a case for being one of the five worst movies ever made right so we got history going on here but now with all that being so i bring that up so reality that that is one of the 372 movies that have been released this year. But there have been a lot of good movies that have come out, all right? There are a lot of movies that come, good movies that come out throughout the course of the year. And a lot of them that I have not seen. And that's not including the movies that have yet to come out. Usually, October, November, December, you get a whole bunch of really good movies that come out because they're what we call Oscar bait movies, right? Um, you have Dunkirk that just came out. You have Baby Driver that's been out. Those are two movies that are definitely on the Oscar consideration. So Wonder Woman, like, again, it's a good movie, but it just because it has a female director and it's the first significant female superhero movie, and I say significant because there have been others that have been real duds, like Cat, Catwoman and um, Elektra were total duds, or the Supergirl movie. So there's been, you know, there's been female superhero movies that have been released. This is the first one that truly succeeded, and it was directed, and it has a female director. And so that's why they love the idea, like, oh, we could be progressive, we could be the ones that gave it, but here's the problem. They're doing it just because it's one that had good success. Just because it had it was well-received, yes. But if they were to look at this objectively... And it just throw away the fact that this is a female-led film, superhero film. Throw away that this is a female director. Just see the movie as it is. They would not be campaigning for this to be best picture or best director. Because they would know it's not that quality. And it is not a just, it's not women's liberation or whatever to do this. Because it is suggesting that women can only make, can only win awards with inferior films. And that's not progress. That's regression. You know, it's suggesting that women are inherently inferior to men. And that's not good for cinema. That's not, that's not progress. So, if I were to pick a superhero movie to be considered for the Oscars, it wouldn't be Wonder Woman. And, and I mean, it tells you something that nobody's talked about Wonder Woman for being an Oscar contender until now. 
I mean, Wonder Woman has been, um, in th- has been out of th- in theaters since the beginning of June. Yet nobody was talking about it back, but nobody started talking about it until now. If it was an Oscar contender, people would have been talking about it a lot sooner than now. I mean, it's not like it was a secret movie that nobody heard about. Everybody had seen it. All but all of a sudden. You know, almost two months later, people are talking about it for the Oscars. Something seems a little off there. So, if I were to pick a superhero movie for an Oscar contender from this year, it would be Logan. Logan came out in February. And this is a surprise for me because I was not, I'm not, up until that movie, I did not like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I frequently talked about that. I thought Hugh Jackman was the wrong role for Wolverine because I had not, up to that point, seen a good performance from him as Wolverine. And I kept thinking, man, I wish that someone else would have been. I actually thought, honestly, I thought Hugh Jackman would have been a great Batman. I mean, he had the look of Batman. But I never thought he was a good Wolverine. And I I haven't liked any of the Wolverine movies. The X-Men Origins Wolverine was awful so was um you know the other so was uh uh what's this i think it was just called the wolverine um that one wasn't very good either i mean two movie outings and they've been duds logan comes out i'm thinking uh i might be okay and then i watch it and i'm like whoa this is like i mean it's like independent film quality it's like an indie film and um, a Marvel film had a baby. And that's what came out. And it was, you know, just this incredible, you know, very good screenplay, wonderful character development. And, you know, the, the tone of the film all throughout, it's, I mean, that is what you look for in a, in a best picture. I'm not saying it's going to win it. But I could definitely see it being nominated. Um, I could see uh, Patrick Stewart maybe getting nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Um, I mean, that is what you look for in an Oscar movie. You're looking for something that really stands out, not just because it's a female-led thing. And there is actually a prominent female role who plays a significant part into why it is a good movie, and that would be X-23. Right, so this kind of leads me into another subject with superhero movies. So this year has been a good year for superhero movies. There has been, um, you know, Logan, like I just said, was you know was the first one that came out, and I believe is, in my opinion, it still is, um, on prob maybe even better than The Dark Knight. All right, I think it is, and The Dark Knight is the movie that prompted the current status where um, they they do like, you know, eight or nine, even ten um, Oscar nominations for Best Picture. They did that because there's a lot of people that felt that The Dark Knight should have been nominated. I agree, it should have been. If there were ten nominees that year, they probably would have nominated it. And I think Logan is a movie that could break that. If they choose Wonder Woman to be the one that breaks that tradition... I will be extremely disappointed in the Oscars. 
not that it's the first time that they've disappointed me, but I'd be disappointed because they're not, they're giving it just because it's a trendsetter, not because it actually is a good movie. I mean, I think Wolverine, I think Logan to some degree has trendsetting status because it's so unique for superhero movies, but um, it doesn't deserve to get nominated for it. It deserves to get nominated because it's a good movie. Um, and so that's, so anyways, um, so like I said, Logan is a good movie. Um, then you had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 that came out at the beginning of May. I thought that was a very good one as well. Um, then you had Wonder Woman at the beginning of, uh, June. And then you had Spider-Man Homecoming that came out in, uh, the beginning of July. All four movies have gotten over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Thor Ragnarok has yet to come out, and I'm actually starting to feel a little bit of confidence for that. Because like Wolverine, I've not really seen a great Thor movie. I mean, I think Thor's been good in The Avengers, um, but I don't think he's been very good in terms of um, the other movies. So, I'm kind of, you know, struggling. And so I'm thinking that I'm kind of getting this feel, though, from what I've been seeing in the trailers, that this might be the movie, that this might be the one that changes that trend, and we will see a good Thor movie. Now, but this is the real issue I'm going to bring to the forefront. Through all these movies, Logan... Guardians of the Galaxy, Wonder Woman. And the movies of the past, there is a common trend in most of these movies. There's a couple exceptions. But the big trend that is going on in movies, in superhero movies, is the lack of a good villain. And this is kind of ongoing. Uh, Spider-Man did not write that trend. Wonder Woman didn't write that trend. Neither did Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Neither did Logan. All four of these movies, although they're good movies, they did not have a great titular villain. Um, I mean, the guy that's... I mean, the movie Logan, you almost forget who the villain is. Uh, same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy, to be honest. I think almost all the... I mean, you get... You know Ares is the villain in Wonder Woman because they kind of emphasize it throughout. It's a major plot in the movie, and they have a pretty epic battle. But you kind of forget. You kind of forget who the villains are. I think that's going to happen with uh, Spider-Man and Vulture. Even though I thought Michael Keaton did good with what he had... Um, but I think it's going to be forgettable. And that is kind of this ongoing trend amongst the superhero movies. You've got to sit there and think, oh, who was the villain? And so is this a weakness or is this a problem? And this is kind of interesting because there used to be a cliched saying that um, a movie, a superhero movie, is only as good as its villain. Well, right now, comic book movies are absolutely defying that. I mean, for the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy, that was true. What really made that trilogy wasn't Batman. It was the Joker and uh, Ra's Shal Ghul and, um, and Bane. You know, those, I think those played a big, as big of a role in some, and honestly, in the case of the Dark Knight, 
a bigger role than Bar- Batman in the quality of those films. Uh, I think Magneto in X-Men First Class played a huge role. Do- I mean, Spider-Man 2 was such a... is still, I'd say, in the top three or four superhero movies ever made because of Dr. Octopus, all right? Who is just an incredibly well-done villain. And so there, that seemed to be the case. I mean, you look at all these great movies, you could point to the villain was, but Marvel Cinematic Universe changed that. You're not judging the movie based upon the quality of the villains. Everybody is remembering the heroes. And I don't know, There's there's got to be a culture, there's something maybe to be said there culturally. Is there a shift in our culture? That we don't, you know, we're not no longer the anti-hero. We're no longer the Generation X. But the thing is, is you listen to people, people long for a good villain. They want a good villain. They want. And I think part of it is that Marvel Cinematic does not have the best villains in its library. I mean, the best villains in Marvel is, you know, um, you know, like the Green Goblin, Venom, Carnage, um... You have uh, Magneto, Doctor Doom, Galactus. All these villains have one thing in common. Their, own, their rights are owned by another studio. So I understand why you know, Marvel has not put out those really good villains. But here's the thing I've actually... Kind of, I was thinking about this today. Is that... Marvel, these movies actually do have good villains. And this is an actual trend that is going on in film. In comic, graphic novels, comic book films, is that we're looking for the obvious villain. We're looking at, you know, in most of these villains, and this was actually something that was brought up, I think it was at comic at Comic-Con, they're talking about that Marvel is trying to go away from what you call the um, doppelganger villains. So, like, the Iron Man movie. the His first villain was um, Ironmonger. The, and then the next one was kind of also even a doppelganger. Kind of had that. He was using, you know, Tony Stark's technology. Um, you know, Whiplash. Uh, then you had in... you know Thor you had Loki Um, and Loki was a good villain especially in Avengers but he was kind of he also kind of had a little bit of that doppelganger thing Um, you know at Ant-Man and you had um, Yellowjacket you look throughout these uh, movies you have a lot of this um, doppelganger type thing going on with the villains true but I think there's a reason to that it's because the real villain in most of these movies, in Iron Man, the real villain, you think it's Ironmonger, but it really isn't. I mean, think about it. When Ironmonger fights against Tony Stark, what is he using? He's using an upgraded former Iron Man suit. He's using Tony Stark's technology. He used to work for Tony Stark. All right, that the villain is Tony Stark. The superhero is Iron Man. 
and Tony Stark. Tony Stark is both the hero and the villain. Thor. Well, actually, take it back. Incredible Hulk is insanely obvious. The villain is Hulk himself. I mean, yeah, he fights... You know, his his doppelganger was um, Abomination. But really, the villain was Hulk. Bruce Banner is the ultimate example of this. He is the, you know, he's the Dr. Jackal, uh, Mr. Hyde of superheroes. You know, he's one point, you know, this nice, really good guy and extremely intelligent. But then when he's Hulk, he's big, beastly, and he's pretty... You know, things like that. And so, but really the villain is the anger within Bruce Banner. It's his inability to control his anger. Uh, Thor. Who's the villain in there? The villain is Thor. I mean, he loses the hammer and much of the movie is him proving himself to be worthy to have the hammer, you know? And that is the thing. Um, it's a theme. Spider-Man Homecoming. The villain was Spider-Man. I mean, he does these stupid and foolish things that cause problems, and he's fighting against his own weaknesses. Uh, Avengers. The villain, even though Loki was in there, and he was like the uh, face villain... And he did a good job with it. He really wasn't the villain. Constantly what he's doing, he's turning them against each other. The villain is the Avengers. They are their own villains. And that, like I said, that is the common theme throughout many of these films. Um, I mean, not all of them are. Is that 100% true? I don't know if Captain America... Uh, I don't know if you make the case that he's the villain... Because um, Tony Stark is... I mean, not Tony Stark. Steve Rogers is such the noble hero. Um, I guess maybe, if anything, it might be... The villain might be the United States government holding him back. Maybe could make that case. But really, you know, it doesn't work there. Guardians of the Galaxy, it definitely works. I mean, the villain in both Guardians of the Galaxy films are the Guardians. Are they themselves. Um, they get in their own way. They cause their own problems. And, you know, this is a reoccurring theme. Uh, Wonder Woman. Now, Wonder Woman herself is not the villain yet. She is an underlying villain in the Wonder Woman film. Um, I'm not going to get too much into that because I realize it would be a spoiler and I don't like to give away spoilers while the movie is still in theaters. But, and it hasn't even been released on DVD. But, she, there is a hint that she, you could, you're getting the starting working that she is a bit of a villain unto herself. But the main villain, Ares, his big thing is, is he manipulates people. He twists people into doing bad things. He's a, a kind of a Satan character. And he makes, he shows that man... The people that Wonder Woman is working with are the villains. All right? Um, this is a theme in The Walking Dead. You know, in The Walking Dead, you have the walkers who are the, they're like the obvious ones. But as you watch more and more, you realize who are the walkers. 
I mean, who, who's the Walking Dead? It's not the Walkers. The Walking Dead is Rick Grimes and company. It's the living. They're the ones that are Walking Dead. And the villains are people like Negan and the governor. Or the wolves. The villains are people. So, I actually think that we're not looking at this straightforward. There is... There are villains in these movies. And they're actually good. That's why we're engaged in them. Because it's, it's, it's a kind of a mirror in on ourselves. We look at a world that is tearing itself apart. Our world, is, our country just keeps being so divided. And we're looking at, it's the Republicans, it's the Democrats, it's the um, Libertarians, it's the Green Party, it's the um, the Chicago Cubs, or I don't know who, who would hate, who's hating on the Cubs or whatever. If you're a Cardinals fan, it's the Chicago Cubs. Um, whatever it is, we look at everyone else and we don't realize that... We, ourselves, are the villain. Now, as a Christian, this is original sin. That's a sinful nature that every one of us carries with us. We are sinners. We are the enemy of our own story, and we know it's true. How often do we know that we get in our own ways of doing things that we need to do, doing things that are beneficial for others. We do it all the time. So, there you go. That's my uh, little podcast today. Um, not as long as my normal, just at a half, about half as long. So that's just kind of some commentary on things that are going on in cinema lately. Um, Hopefully it's some food for thought. Uh, so with that all in mind, I am again Pastor Neil Wemus. This is the Key Row Film Society. Um, I am a pastor in Ida Grove, Iowa. If you ever want to check out about the church that I serve, um, you can find out about it on the internet. Uh, www.stpaulig. So www.stpaulig.org. Um, there you can find out about the church I serve. If you are looking for a church, um, there are some you can find in your area at lcms.org, issuesetc.org, or lutheranliturgy.org. I know this wasn't an overly theological one, but I did kind of hit on stuff at the end there, talking about original sin and... Um, as Christians, that's why we look to our Savior. That's why we look to Christ. And it is, as I've of note in Wonder Woman, that just before she defeats Ares, and I, it's not a spoiler that she defeats Ares, okay? Um, you kind of figure out that the good guy is going to beat the bad guy. Just before she does it, she comes, she's in cruciform. She looks like a cross, and she defeats him. And so it is the cross the cross of Jesus, when he shed his blood on the cross, poured forth on you in the waters of baptism, given to you in the Lord's Supper, proclaimed to you in the proclamation of the word, it's by that 
that our sinful nature is killed. It is by that that the villain that is inside of us is defeated. See, here's the thing that's different between the world and what we and Christians have. The world thinks that we could defeat our own sinful nature. We can't, because you are the problem. You can't, you... The only way to defeat you is for you to die. And we die in the waters of baptism, that we may be raised to a new life in Christ Jesus, now and forever. Amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you the one true faith and a life everlasting.